You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code PLAY for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. and amplify your influence. This is the Flaunt Your Fire podcast, where we defy stale marketing advice and own our power. I am your host and CEO of Flaunt Your Fire, India Jackson, and I want to talk to you about brand alignment. So if you've been listening for a while, you've noticed I took a little bit of a break from the podcast. And one of the main reasons why was that I wanted to be able to take a step back and really reassess some things, as well as do some much-needed self-care. I found myself feeling pretty sick, and I really had never felt like that sick before. Um, My temperature was in fever zone for several days in a row, and... My good friend and colleague, Kim Wenzel, you know, just kind of threw it out there and was like, you might have the Rona. You probably should go get tested for COVID. And so I did. And thank goodness, um, I did not have that. But I think it really makes me realize that um, with so much talk about COVID, we forget that there is, or I should say COVID-19, that there's also other flus and viruses and whatever else out there that we can catch. And I just happened to catch something and it stayed with me for a while and it really took a lot out of me. But I think it was also a reminder of some of my values and it gave me some space to really reassess some things and to really ask myself as I'm showing up as a leader and someone with influence and a certain amount of power myself um, is everything that I'm doing aligned with my own values, my individual values. And then also, you know, what is happening that is or is not aligned with Flaunt Your Fire's values and my sister brand pause and the play's values. And so as I took some of this time away from the podcast, um, 
I really did get clear on some of these things and some shifts happen. But before I can really dive into those shifts with you, I think it's important to make sure we're on the same page about what is brand alignment, right? And uh, Michael Hogan from Smart Company states, put simply, brand alignment is making sure that everything you are doing, thinking, and saying is as your organization lines up, resulting in a strong, consistent, and sustainable brand. It is a company-wide, horizontal, organizing principle. Don't devalue it and just use it for your communications. When fully embraced, the idea of brand alignment can be transformational. And I'll be sure to make sure that we link back to Smart Company in the show notes, um, giving credit where it's due. But he has a really great point that it's, it's making sure that everything lines up, right? That we're practicing what we preach, or as some people would say, we're getting high on our own supply. Um, and I think when I think about brand alignment, you know, being put simply, it really is that are the things that we value and believe in and stand by actually what's happening. And whenever I'm working with businesses, I look at two sides of this, what's happening internally, that's part of brand alignment. So when I say internally, I mean, you know, um, what's happening with how they work with their team, who they're hiring, uh, internal communication, Now, the internal side is not my arena. That goes a little bit more into what some of the things that Erica Corday does over at ericacorday.com and part of our sister brand, Pause on the Play. But then when you look at brand alignment, you also have the external, okay? And so the external, what we're thinking about is your brand colors. Are they going to attract and do they represent everything that you're thinking, doing, feeling, and what makes sense for what you said your values are or what your purpose is as a brand or the impact you want to make on the world. We're looking at your logo, but then we're also looking at your messaging. Are you talking about and saying the things that match what you want to do, what impact you want to have? Are you actually doing those things front-facing? Or are you just hiding behind mission statements, though that word mission is a little problematic to me, but again, are we hiding behind words? Um, And then if we're not, if we're actually in action, are we showing people this? So that way we can attract people that line up with it. And so as I really think about brand alignment, it goes into so many things because Brand is such a big umbrella. (laughs) Brand is public reputation. And there are so many things that affect our reputation or how we are perceived that I couldn't possibly touch at all of them today in this one podcast episode. But as I looked at the internal and external aspects of a brand, of brand alignment, I started to ask myself some things about the brands that I own. And one of the things that I found that was really important 
to me as an individual um, is to not create more noise and to be very mindful and very respectful about the fact that when you show up here to this podcast and listen, you are also consciously or unconsciously taking in some of the energy that I am giving. So if I'm coming depleted, if I am coming angry, um, then I really need to ask myself twice, why am I still showing up? Sometimes I need to come angry. Like, you know, that whole (laughs) attract and repel your responsibility as an anti-racist brand. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was a little mad on that one. And I also think that given the situation of the murder of George Floyd and just so, so many other names, you might have needed to feel that anger from a black woman to be able to understand a little bit about what was going on there and the pain that we all feel, you know, that comes with that. But that was an intentional decision versus what I'm finding many people are struggling with is being in feelings that are not the feelings that they intentionally want to show up with, then it's okay to not show up. So another area that I was really thinking about is pause in the play. It's come a very long way and I would love to tell you that we planned the pause on the play brand, but we didn't. It just was one of those beautiful things that just kind of happened. Um, and I think we told the story here before, but just to refresh your memory or if you're new, you know, it started as a a blog actually for Flaunt Your Fire, which at the time was named India Jackson Artistry. And I was like, I, I don't feel like typing this. I really don't like writing. Um, let's just record it. Let's just talk because we were talking about something and, you know, it was one of those moments. It's like, pause, people need to hear this. Let's record it. And so what started out as a blog post on both my and Erica Corday's websites eventually evolved into saying like, whoa, this is actually a podcast and let's just go ahead and make this live. And that became pause on the play. And so I think that there's a lot of things that, you know, (laughs) have happened since that first podcast recording until now. And I'm so grateful for so many of you that have supported that brand, that listen to the podcast, that have come over and onto social media and shared episodes or given gratitude or donated so that we could actually have transcripts for that podcast to be more inclusive. Um... And the many of you that have, you know, invested into our services and into our community. And the community is something that has been on my mind for a while. We knew that we needed to launch the community. We were very called to do this. Um, It was like something outside of ourselves was speaking to us that could create a change that went so much bigger than just what the two of us could do on our own when you get the voices and the conversation happening with different kinds of people from different industries, different genders, different ethnic backgrounds, all in one place. Um, and not just conversations, but also sharing referrals and things like that, supporting each other, joining together on being able to create social change. And 
we created this community in Facebook. And so in me taking some time away, I really was able to ask myself something that I always knew the answer to and then get really clear on deciding to do something about it and do it now and do it imperfectly. Just like, you know, Erica and I tell you all the time is just do the thing and do it imperfectly and you can always go back and learn from it later and correct if you need to in future editions of doing it. And so it no longer felt aligned to have our community on a private Facebook group. It's probably a whole episode worth of why, but we all know that (laughs) Facebook and Instagram's owner and some of the practices that he has had over the years has been very problematic. Not only is it a problematic platform, there's an algorithm that has no frontward facing transparency about how it works. And the deeper you dig into the truth of Instagram and Facebook's algorithm, and I'm saying both of them because that's the truth, um, is that there is a nature to listen in on what's happening, even in private spaces. Listen in on, if you have the app on your phone, conversations. And so many times what you may find is you're having a conversation with someone one day about something, and a few days later you see Facebook ads about that very thing that you talked about. Or you were talking about this influencer, you know, and discussing them with someone else. And next thing you know, you're getting ads from that influencer. You've never seen ads from them before. Maybe you had never even heard of this influencer before. But here we are. Here comes the Facebook ads. And there's something about that that has never felt right to me, um, has never felt good and has felt completely misaligned. Now, I also think that when you're dealing with a brand that has a community and has a network of clients, you don't just pull the plug on something. You get their feedback. Um, You want to make sure that the decisions that you're making are also being made in a way that still serves your people. And so one of the things that we did is we started asking very open-ended questions about Facebook in our community while it was still on Facebook. And I'm going to say that that was a very risky thing to do because again, when we talk about the algorithm, it is watching and listening and I don't want to make any of you paranoid, but it, it, it's very easy to get shadow banned for using certain types of words, um, or certain sequences of words together, certain phrases, which is why many times you will see brands, um, if they're talking about racism and things like that, they will say white, spelled W-H-Y-T-E. It's spelled like that for a reason, not because they don't have to spell it the correct way, but because they don't want the algorithm to think that they are having social change, social justice-related conversations, because guess what? You can get shadow banned. Um, you, can get, you can basically get social media canceled and not even know it. Like everything still functions as usual in your eyes, but all of a sudden your posts that had that word in it, people go looking for and can't find. And so we very carefully and very intentionally started having conversations about did it feel, how did it feel to be on Facebook, you know, energetically and, and strength in numbers 
everyone said that this felt like a very negative space to show up, a very distracting space to show up. It was hard to focus. Um, you know, and out of respect for them, I won't give any specifics, but I will give mine because I can do that, that I have people on my Facebook account that I don't want to talk to. (laughs) I'm just going to throw that out there. It's probably not the nicest thing to say, but it's facts. I have family members on there that I love dearly, but they post very toxic content. Um, I have people on there that constantly share fake news and I'm trying to show up for my people and support them in creating change in an environment that has all of that going on and also there has been multiple things that have come out in the media so do your research but um, there has been research shown to say that people actually like the negative or respond more and will stay on longer to negative content and therefore the algorithm prioritizes that and will show you more of it. A little disturbing to think about that. And so to think about the fact that we're in a room talking about racism, we're in a room talking about um, creating change, we're in a room talking about brand visibility, like we're also trying to grow our businesses and our brands and network amongst these other things, these other topics, I was like, we gotta go. And so the more we started asking questions, the more we realized that our community was on board with us leaving. And so part of me taking some time away and getting clear also meant extra time to do this very big transition to move ourselves onto a private platform that is not owned by any social media marketing company. Um, It is not a social media platform at all. It has its own app so that people can choose to turn their notifications on and know that anytime that they're being notified, they're being notified for a program that they decided to join and pay for and that there's no other ads or distractions. You know, you're not going to get invitations to play um, <laughs> what Eric and I laugh at, but my grandmother now plays this game on Facebook. I don't even know what it is, but it's called Thug Life. You will not get Thug Life invitations. You will not get Candy Crush invitations. You will not get Words with Friends invitations. And so there is that ability to make sure that you don't miss a beat if you don't want to in our space and know that every single time you're seeing something pop up, it is related to brand visibility. It is related to getting clear in your values. It is related to creating social change and diversity, equity, inclusion. And I share all of this with you to say that aligning your brand It's not necessarily quick and easy decisions, but it's necessary. And on the other side of that, beautiful things can happen. So how how did I even land on really getting to the point that we made the decision? One of the things that came into play with that as we were finalizing the choice before we started like going through the process of you know, me navigating, moving everything and setting up the new home, so to speak, of where we would be, is I went back to our brand values. And when I looked at the brand values for Flaunt Your Fire, when I looked at the brand values for me as an individual, for Erica Corday as an individual, and her own individual brand, as well as the brand values for Pause and the Play, I noticed that even if it wasn't the overarching value, like, When you think of a list of four, 
the four things, somewhere peppered in into every brand, if it was not one of the four main things, in the description of that thing was the courage to take imperfect action, the bravery to do something, even if it scared you, the willingness to create change, even if it went against the norm, the willingness to be disruptive and to really be divergent and to challenge the status quo. And I said, this is our value. We have to honor this. We have to have the courage to leave. And so we did. And I share that with you because your brand values might be different than ours. Courage might not be in there. Imperfect action and staying actionable instead of just thinking about things because you can't think them away, that might not be a part of your brand values. And that is okay. But what are your brand values? This is what we refer back to before we finalize any decision. And so we were like, hey, the community is okay with leaving. We feel misaligned in being here. It matches our brand values. And it also goes into some of the content and peeler that we have at Font Your Fire. That visibility, you know, is one of those things that requires alignment. When we feel misaligned, we're not going to show up the same way or consistently. And so there's that as well. I, I can be honest to say that the way that we were showing up and the enthusiasm we had was a little bit different on Facebook than it is now in our own space. So I find myself wanting to know from you. And this is a big question, right? <laughs> How are you feeling about your brand right now? Really think about it. How are you feeling about your brand right now? Does your brand feel aligned with your values? Does your brand feel aligned with your bigger purpose in the world? What you truly came here to do and achieve? The impact you want to create? Share with me. You can find me over on Instagram at Flaunt Your Fire. And if you'd like to have the conversation with Erica Corday and I together, you can also find us at Pause on the Play and send us a DM. We really want to know because it's a big question. And I think most of you here, I like to say all of you, but we'll say most of you here created your brand because you wanted to do something bigger than yourself. And so it becomes really important to ask yourself, is it still aligned? Is what the world sees, is what, what's happening internally in your business and in your hiring practices and your company culture, is all of that really aligned with what you originally set out to do, achieve, and be? I can tell you that answering that question with full clarity when you're the one on the inside is really challenging. It's part of the reason why they always say like to have an external company audit, you know, your onboarding process or your customer feedback, your competitive advantage, because it's really challenging to get the truth when you're the one on the inside. It's hard to see your own trash in your yard, so to speak. <laughs> And I really, truly believe that 
the magic can really happen when you have a community to really start evaluating these things with, to know that you're not alone and that there are others who want to step up and support you in creating the world that you both wish to see. Positive Play the Community supports you with introductions, referrals, and friendship as you begin to use your influence for impact and align your brand. And this month, we are specifically talking in the community about brand alignment, which I am really excited about. And I think it's important to note that we're going beyond the what it is, because I'm just scratching the surface on this episode, and the why, but also like how it's in action. Like aligning your brand requires taking action. It's not just a concept. You have to do things to be more aligned. And some of the cool things that we have coming up in the community is... We're doing a live podcast recording where you get to be a part of the creation of one of our episodes. We are, every month we have office hours where you get to co-work, but if you'd also find yourself needing some personalized support, we have a breakout room where you can get that kind of like old school study hall back at school. Like I feel like my high school did study hall, which was so, so helpful. You can get your homework done and you can ask teacher. (laughs) And We're doing a watch party with a movie that does a great job of showcasing what it looks like to build an entire brand based on your bigger purpose and your values Um, and disrupting the status quo of what that looks like as well. You know, the ability to have such a professional career and such a big career and yet not really follow the standard way of doing that at all, which I find that many people of color have to do. They have to bust through their own way and create their own lanes, their own opportunities. And so what I like about the watch parties is, you know, everyone can be watching the same thing and one person can get 10 takeaways that are completely different than another person's 10 takeaways, all from watching the same piece of content. (laughs) And we're also having a connection and chat for the community where you get to know other community members. You get to see what each one of you are trying to achieve, support each other with that, um, and band together and sometimes even give each other introductions and referrals to help get it done, whatever those goals happen to be. If you haven't applied already, what are you waiting for? I'm going to encourage you to head over to pauseontheplay.com slash community, you'll be able to learn more about our online space and the many things that we're doing in there, who's in the room, who's not in the room. And there's also an application there so you can get your application in today. As I dive deeper into aligning this brand and the pause and the play brand, you may find that this podcast, uh, could possibly go to every other week. We will be bringing back some guests, um, some repeat guests and some new guests, and there'll be some shifts happening here. So just giving you some heads up on that. And I also want to say, like, I don't necessarily have it all figured out. 
And I'm sharing that with you because I think that we can take a look from the outside and be like, they've got it all figured out. They got it all together. And then that can make us feel like we just don't. And like, why are we failing? I don't know. I feel like somebody out there has thought this. And so I want you to know that this is a work in progress. Like I look at everything as the ability to constantly grow and evolve and growth and evolution is not just this linear point A to point B thing. There's some things that happen in the middle and that's okay. And so I want to tell you that even as I'm recording this episode, I don't know if we're going to every other week or every week or every other week there's a guest or once a month there's a guest and that's okay. I'm giving myself the space to figure that out. And I also want to give you permission to start figuring out some of those things for yourself too. Because guess what? Unfortunately, it does seem like COVID is not going anywhere in the United States anytime soon. Kids may not be going back to school this year, like physically into the schools. And so it is time to really begin to consider what do you want things to look like now and going forward instead of holding on to the way that they always were. I am looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And until then, take care of yourself. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?